from the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. They're right back on it. Herbert under center. Eckler takes the handoff. Lowers the shoulder. There we go. Touchdown, Chargers. Austin Eckler for the second time today. Slam that door shut. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Steve Cofield checking in. Adam Hill is back in our Finley Toyota studios. Adam, what's up, buddy? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. Well, you're good. you're at your you're at your final destination, so I assume that's better than most people right now. Uh, better than most of the country, yes. But uh, UNLV is. I'm out here for UNLV in San Jose. UNLV does it right, so um, they're lucky, you know, as a Group of Five program to have good resources because. Uh, I was trying to do a little investigation on what's going to happen to the rest of the Mountain West tomorrow because obviously, you know, a lot of the teams uh, don't charter around the Mountain West Conference, and I'm guessing a lot of them use Southwest, so who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm looking for updates on the web to see uh, what's going to happen to – let me see the teams that are on the road, Adam, are Boise is at Reno. Colorado State has to go to New Mexico. That could be a, a challenge. Wyoming has to make its way to Fresno. And then, you know, this is a really stupid one. Air Force has to go to San Diego State. Was I wrong in thinking, like, shouldn't that, of all the schools that should be able to fly kind of charter? But maybe they don't. What, you think they take jets? I don't know. I was, I was just thinking, like, before I reached out to someone uh, at Air Force or someone I know who covers Air Force, I was like, is this a really dumb question? Like, are they expected to, you know, have a plane to be able to get anywhere they want? I, I'm sure they've had travel woes in the past. And my guess is they probably do use commercial. But point being, for uh, teams all over the country, the next couple of days that are playing games, my lord, how the hell do you get there? I'm just, I'm still picturing. I think Air Force just flies two at a time in those little fighter jets. It's a tough trip, but it's, it's, it's workable. It's like it's like. I a, heard you guys- Maverick and Goose. Maverick and Goose flying around. I don't think it's Maverick and Goose. I heard you guys talking about Southwest earlier and all the uh, cancellations. You did not travel at all? No. No, I was here. Do you, uh, you, have you traveled around Christmas before? I can't remember. We were doing a show oh, yeah. together yeah. in some form or fashion for like 18 years, but it's it's something you have done before, right? Oh, for sure. But I, I tend to uh, – I enjoy flying on like Christmas Day. Right. It's usually fairly easy. Uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day should be easy, but obviously it was all jacked up this year. Yeah, because the cancellation started going back to like the twenty second. Yeah, for sure. This was a different year, uh, almost certainly. But um, I tend to try to avoid the busiest travel days. I'll, I'll say, hey, yeah. if it's Thanksgiving, I'll fly in Thanksgiving morning. We'll have Thanksgiving dinner together. It's great. I don't need to be there Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah, I just I feel terrible mocking on people who were traveling because I'm seeing the stories. I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. And the other one is. I think middle of last week, I was kind of laughing at the fact that I was going to go to Southern California for Christmas and the rest of the country, who often hate on California for many reasons. I think mostly invalid. Um, But I was kind of busting on people for the weather coming. I didn't realize Buffalo was going to turn into freaking the disaster that it's turned into. Is your family okay there? Uh, They're okay. Um, You know, they're... They can't go anywhere. It's illegal to drive. I think it actually got lifted this afternoon. Finally, no way. Yeah, it, it was. We talked about this on the show yesterday. That um, 
Uh, and I, I know this will be a favorite topic for you, uh, that now that we are a major league sports town, there was a big controversy in Buffalo that it was, there was a driving ban for the last four days. So you couldn't drive anywhere, which means, hey, you know, for my family, right. uh, you know, my cousins, my cousins are brothers. They live about two miles apart. Couldn't drive to each other's house. Hey, wait, what's the deal? I saw I saw some Buffalo Bills getting out of the snow near their facility, and you know, I saw some SUV drive away with like eleven feet of snow on the top. Huh? How do they drive? Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. So Ooh. you can't go visit Grandma for Christmas, but the Bills players can do what they want. Now, the yeah. the people of Buffalo who think the Bills can do do no wrong and are the greatest thing that that ever existed are like, who cares? The Bills, let them and like. You're really saying this when you couldn't go visit your grandmother, yeah. but yeah. it's cool with the Bills do whatever they want because they win some football games. That's crazy, but it's also we understand that's what Major League Sports towns are like, and that's what we are now. Yeah. Well, I saw things brewing on, was it Saturday morning when they were rolling blackouts all over Nashville because they're not used to this weather, right? And it's you know, freaking 15 degrees and raining. Uh, they have rolling blackouts, and the whatever their stadium's called there, the lights were on all night. And then people are like, you got to move this game. Let's go. The I saw the mayor came out and said, let's go. They pushed it back an hour. Yep. That was that was the big compromise. But, <laughs> yeah, but sure. the fact that, you know, p- people literally didn't have power and heat. Um, you know, if you're if you have electric heat and then you look out and the freaking stadiums lit up all night, you're like, OK, what is this? Yeah. I mean, look, I, it's travel woes are different than obviously individual uh, issues right. that are taking place. But I know I, I was reading something that really just it, it hit me. Yesterday, because obviously I have a lot of family there, but a lot of Buffalo was without power, and it was below zero and snow everywhere, and they were sending out alerts of how to construct a fort in your house, (laughs) of you kind of take all the mattresses that you have and build a fort, cover it with as many blankets as possible, and then put everyone, including your pets, inside so that the, the, the heat from each other will keep you from freezing to death. And you're like, Wow. That is real life stuff right there. How about how about how many houses do you see where the pipe bursts all yeah. over the house? Well, you got to keep the you got to keep the water running. You got to keep a little uh, drip coming out of the fa- fa- faucet. What would you do if that happened? Uh, move. You have nothing. No, no nor do no. I. Of course, both of us would be like, "I what? Huh?" The I, entire house <laughs> is falling down because the pipes have burst. This is not a joke. First of all, I learned the other day that you plug in your dishwasher. Wait, what do you think it was? Battery powered, yeah, solar powered? I thought it was there. It just works. It exists. It just works. Yeah, it's somebody, got its own little engine. Somebody told me the dishwasher was broken, and I had to unplug the dishwasher. I was like, "Wait, what? There, it, it's plugged in." Oh my god! I didn't know that was a thing. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you had if you had your your pipes burst, you're done. It would take a lot less than pipes bursting for me to be done. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I had a. Uh, about a week ago, and and we're I'm not mocking on what's happening to people around the country because it's terrible. And if we were in this position, we'd both be cooked. Um, a week ago, I had a, a little hose in the front yard um, snap and start spraying. It was a sprinkler system. Start spraying water all over the place, and I'm like, I got nothing. I got no solution here. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to move. I, and and, I also and, and like- finally, finally, a friend actually was like, you can just turn off. You know this. This is where the water is. You can just turn it off here, and uh, my whole, my entire, all everything in my yard will be dead in two weeks. Think, well, and I'll do nothing it about on. it. Yeah, because it's broken. Yeah. Uh, I feel like one of your obnoxious Christmas decorations probably broke the pipe. 
It could have, yes. Yeah. It got a little out of control. I, yes. I took some of it down. When I saw people struggling with the power, I figured, let me not drain all the power in Las Vegas. Um, one quick thing. I just wanted to throw it out there, and we were kind of being nice about all the problems around the country. I will say, with all of the flight struggles, I do think those of us in the media and others who think that people care, the tweets at Southwest are, are getting a little old. Oh, yeah. It's just me. Believe me, I wanted to tweet out something, you know, and, and then I thought about it. I'm like, I have it so easy. Like, my travel woes were nothing compared to people who were stuck across the country or, God forbid, or with kids and family. Oh. Like, it was – my my struggles were zippo. But people are, like, all in on this. And, you know, it's funny. I heard you guys talking last hour about little, uh, little sneaky spots around uh, Reed, old McCarran, right? And – I don't know why you gave those secrets away on the air. That was really stupid. Uh, don't do that. I actually, I DM'd Southwest. And I actually got an answer. But it was like after everything had kind of been resolved. Hmm. But the, the person who was tweeting back with me, and I think it could have been automated, was like very chipper. And I wanted to write back like, yeah, I'm being nice by not exploding <laughs> on you. Like, let's not be all chipper, okay? Like, I, I would definitely not take this approach with 99.9% .9 of people out there because they are going to rip your head off. But it, it was it was it probably wasn't ever a real person. Did you think we shouldn't have given out the call the international line either? I had no idea. You should first of all, you should have texted me a couple of days ago. That would have helped me. Fair point. Um, I, actually, I don't think it would have helped me. But well, I tried to help uh, you by telling you to drive. Eventually, I did. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a choice. You waited I, too long. I got very low. Oh, uh, down. Well, I you know driving down. Uh, and we'll, we'll get past this here in a second. Everyone's heard <laughs> no. about all these travel woes, and, and, and people are still stuck around the country. And I'm sure there's lots of Las Vegans who, you know, have family members who are trying to get back to Las Vegas and they can't get back. No, the the night I was that you were suggesting just bail and drive, there was a rollover accident on the 15, and the 15 was closed from 8P to 2A. <laughs> nice. So, like, because we had we I, we saw someone. Oh, we actually got a flight the next morning. We saw someone who was getting on a flight. And she's like, yeah, I rented a car, and I got to a certain point, and they made us turn around. I'm like, oh, my God. If I had done that, we wouldn't have gone at all. No, I, I drove on the way back. You have to go down through Needles then. Um, I, you know what? I, I should have taken another alternate route because the uh, you always rave about this drive, and there's a reason I don't do it. Um, I freaking hate it. And, again, it took like seven hours to get back. When we, uh, we, we drove late last night, and there was a – it was a big backup, and all it was is that the fact that the road is, the fact that the road is two lanes on each side at some points. I, I can't tell you what I muttered under my breath as I was in bumper to bumper traffic about California politicians and the absolute bull crap that they throw out there as a pub stunt. Fix the roads, please. How long? I mean, in our lifetime, this thing is never going to get fixed. Well, the train's coming. The, the, the train is not coming it's in coming. my lifetime. It's coming. It'll be Either fun. one will be here in my lifetime. Just jump on that train, get to Victorville, yeah. and then figure Just it out jump, from there. Jump on that train, Victorville, the connector to Palmdale, <laughs> and I think then it goes down to LA. I don't know. Who knows what solves happen. everything? So it's funny. Uh, they're actually. I got. I had a couple of UNLV. I had one UNLV encounter with the basketball team. Uh, EJ Harkless was also stuck at the airport on. I think it was Saturday morning. So. Uh, he's cool as a cucumber. I mentioned it to him today. We had media availability with the Roman Rebels, and I was like, yeah, so I hit the airport at like 4.45 in the morning, and then again about 6 o'clock, and then he said uh, he was going back to San Bernardino, which I'm glad you want to you want to explode on him for not just driving. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, 
You try to max out your time with a quick turnaround flight both that's, ways. Exactly. It, it, that's why you drive. It didn't work out. It didn't work. It takes it less time out. to drive there than it does to get to the airport, get on a flight, fly, get off the flight, then drive to your house. Just drive. And then as far as I know, because we don't have further details, Kevin Kruger mentioned that uh, there was one player not at practice today because they did the team had a bunch of different travel issues, and uh, they're going to be playing San Jose tomorrow. I don't know when Kashawn Gilbert is going to get here. I don't know if he's flying today or tomorrow, but he went back to St. Louis. So he's in the belly of the beast. Let's so hope he makes it. I, I think he's going to make it for the game, but who knows? That could be a real problem. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good player. I mean, yeah. they're not playing the best team in the conference, but San Jose can be a pain in the ass. They're, they're better than they have been in the past, and Tim Miles is slowly building them into uh, something pretty decent. So uh, I would say Gilbert's made a pretty big difference this year, and especially with uh, Elijah Parquet, down for you know upwards of a month. Now, Kishan Gilbert moves into a different role again uh, defensively. He's the lead guy on defense. Yeah, very important player, and and obviously you know there there like you said, there's more there's actual you know trouble with people that can't travel and you know having to deal with kids and all that. But this is a problem for somebody that can't travel, and uh, obviously a game that they really really want to win and should win but could put themselves in a more difficult position if he can't make it. I just saw a tweet from uh, one of our buddies who's been on the show, uh, Josh Pacheco, who does ESPN Honolulu, and he was just mentioning that I think his sister – let me get this right. I've seen so many of these tweets. Oh, my wife's sister is here in Hawaii since Friday. Bags still have not arrived. Um, Not good customer service. You know, it's kind of not too crazy. Am I a horrible person for looking at this and thinking – now through April, Southwest should have some kick-ass deals, so it's time to travel. Uh, well, they should, and I, I saw a lot of people asking for you know cheap flights for the next couple of months and right. uh, make me guaranteed A-list things like that. Yeah, well, I saw Candy flexing his muscle earlier about being A-list. I was like, that's sure. nice. Yeah, I know that was the whole point freaking, of that story that he told. Freaking referees. This is why uh, sure. John Higgins and uh, Bill Clinton ref live the life. Dave Where are Hall. they? What airports are they stuck in right now? I, I don't, they, you know, that's another good question tomorrow. I didn't even think of that. For all these college basketball games today and tomorrow, like, are there going to be referees? Maybe not. Could be a lot of cancellations. One man ref. That's it. One one man ref crew. You have to deal with it. It's the old days. Actually, what they had two in the old days. So we're not that old that they had they had one. Um, so uh, college football going on today. I want to get to the scoreboard here in a couple minutes. Did you see one of the big notes of the day that uh, Notre Dame could be – last week we talked about this kid, Grayson McCall, the kid from Coastal Carolina, that he could be rumored as going to Notre Dame, which then, interestingly enough, I don't know if you were listening on Thursday, Brad Powers dropped a bomb on us. I was like, wow, this is inside knowledge. And I don't even know if it was true, but I just found it fascinating. You know who Grayson McCall is, right? So he's one of the more coveted guys. I don't think he made his decision, right? 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 I don't think it's it's done yet. I've um, seen it. Brad Powers comes on when we mentioned Grayson McCall because JVT was like, oh, we're really hearing you know a lot of rumors about Grayson McCall to Notre Dame. He said, uh, Brad Powers fires back with, uh, doesn't have the grades, probably can't get in. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? Is that right? That's an inside scoop. That's a college football insider. That's good. The rumor now is, the rumor now is Wake Forest, Sam Hartman into the portal and is rumored to land at Notre Dame. I'm sorry, folks. I... Like I don't mind, I don't mind what's going on in the transfer portal. I think the tampering it gets a little bit crazy, but I also believe those who are complaining about tampering, especially at the Power Five level, are some of the ones who have 
committed the most tampering in the past, and now they're getting out tampered. If you know what I mean, like when Ryan Day complains about what's going on, it's like, yeah, bro, because you were one of like twelve schools that did it. Now there's like fifty that are doing it, playing dirty pool because that's what you have to do. Is there anyone out there who believes that? And I don't want to smear the kid's name, but that Notre Dame didn't have contact with Sam Hartman before he played in his bowl game. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. Of course they did, but it's Notre Dame, and they probably made the decision if he was going to play or not. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Well, I had told you, I had told you again. These are unfounded rumors. I had told you a while back that I had heard there were some schools that were actually using some of the big uh, analytics services to put together a list of players on at other schools to go after. Like before they'd ever enter ever enter the transfer portal. Like, hey, we need a safety next year. Uh, give us the top, you know, the top ten safeties who who could work out here as a transfer candidate. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that happens everywhere. I know, but you, you understand when when you and I look at that, and we're like, yeah, no big deal. There's a lot of people out there, and including you know, there are a group of five coaches who are extremely pissed off right now. Jeff Trailer at UTSA and uh, what's his name Dickard at Washington State were both you know calling out to the NCAA about tampering. It's I I don't know what you do about it. I don't think you can stop it. I don't think you put the genie back in the bottle now. No, not at all. I mean, this is this is how it's going. It's how it's been set up and it's been trending and this is how it's going to be and you know teams that are mad about it should be mad like i we you you're as you're saying we're, we're looking at it as like yeah of course that's what's happening it shouldn't be accepted but it is and it's the reality like it just it sucks but it's what the reality is so you just i, I don't i don't know what the point of just arguing and screaming and fighting about it it's, it's gonna happen is there a way to stop it no well like if you call out people publicly and, and no one really ever did it by name but uh, there were folks who were saying that Dalton Kincaid at Utah, who of course is a Vegas guy who landed, did not really have any football offers out of Faith Lutheran, lands at San Diego, USD, then goes to Utah um, and is now going to be a top three or four tight end pick in the NFL draft. Uh, but in the offseason, there were people claiming that Alabama had offered him a million dollars to transfer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. And we just saw Pat Narduzzi last week, who is kind of a slime ball. And speaks out of both sides of his mouth. The pit coach saying that uh, he had heard Drake May got offered five million, the North Carolina quarterback, to move on. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt. I mean, we haven't seen proof of any of this stuff. I don't have any reason to doubt it. And it's also, it's not legal when they're under, you know, when they're at a school still and not in the portal. But it's not really technically legal to just pay kids to come there either. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Hase puts it up off the bottom of the board. No good. Then as his shot blocked by Iwako. Harkless the other way for the layup and the foul. What a play by Iwako on one end. Swatting the putback attempt by Hase away and then Harkless taking it down the floor and the fans on their feet. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. studio. John Sandler on the call as the uh, Rebels finished up the non-conference slate. 11-1 with a win over Southern Miss. I think a pretty good Southern Miss team that'll challenge for a bid in the Sun Belt. Adam. Hill is with us. It's Cofield. Adam hosting the last couple of days. Appreciate that, Adam. I'm in uh, San Jose. I just had a weird travel thought, a couple of things. After we went to break, I was thinking, it, will this public shaming of the airlines do anything? 
No. Right? Don't people forget like three weeks later? Because part of what I was thinking, and I've seen a lot of people say this, you know, all the bailouts that have been given to airlines to only, you know, see them completely mismanaged and just collapse in situations like this and then CEOs and other executives walk away with, you know, unbelievable compensation, uh, compensation packages and, and stock should the airlines be treated like, like, kind of like, the, like, what would happen if the mob, if the, like, if, if the mob that was in Vegas, right, lent money to the airlines and then they completely effed it up? What would happen? Uh, the airlines would not be here no more, or, or the mob, the mob would own the airlines, <laughs> sure. right? Sure. Hey, here's money, but if you screw it up, we're gonna take more and more and more of your. Now that that said, I don't want the feds to be taking over the airlines. Like, is anything going to happen out of this? No, never does. <laughs> okay, let me throw let me throw another. What, one are, what are you going to do? I mean, drive. That that's what I do to on short trips. But like, you can't. There's certain things you you got to fly. I mean, people just won't travel as much. That's not going to happen. I mean, either. I mean, right now the airlines are are living high because people came out of the pandemic and they're just dying to go anywhere so they can freaking completely rip them off. And they're like, oh, well, whatever, it's worth it. You know, I was locked down for two years, but. Doesn't that run out at some point? Uh, yeah. Well, that that pent up demand does, but demand for travel never never goes away. I mean that that's going to be there forever, and people are going to want to go out and explore. And I mean, is there like the the route to entry of starting like a new airline is right. so so prohibitive? Like that's not going to happen. So you've got your choices that you have right now, and can somebody step up and you know? create a better system possibly but it's just it's so difficult you gotta you have to build so far like route by route by route it's just it's impossible along similar lines are people going to just stop eating chicken wings never you think you don't think there's a breaking point so delicious well the funny thing is i was talking to one of our good buddies who sells wings for a living and he was saying something that i'm sure Restaurant owners are like, no, 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 no. Let's not talk about that. That the wholesale wing prices are down. Hmm. I don't know. Gas is down like a dollar a gallon. When are we going back to wing prices of old? Well, are they ever going to go back down? No, that that never happens. It's it's why. When people start complaining about, you know, with their issues about prices, government, government, like, no. It's it's the overreaction to potentially something that could go up and just jacking the price way up, and then the slow reaction to anything that ever goes back down. That tends to be why prices are high. So it's not going to back up at all? I don't think so. I don't know, man. I had boneless wings last night, and it was, they were sixteen dollars. It was the biggest piece of crap ever. What? I mean, there's not even there's they no, were. There's no such thing. It's nuggets. They were ter- exactly. It was. It was probably a pound and a quarter. If I'm generous, a pound and a half chicken breast, cut up into ten pieces, for sixteen dollars. Oof. Cold. Cold, saying- and they tasted old. I'm like, how how are we doing this? Now, of course, the order was not mine. If if it was mine, I as soon as I looked at the sixteen dollars, I was like, absolutely effing not. But sometimes you don't get to. Was it, you can't police everything that's ordered. Obviously, not going to say the name of the place. Was it the place that you were at in Barstow? Uh, yes. Okay. That's what, I, yes. that's what I thought. Yes. 
It was a nightmare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the place that place actually was solid, but it was it was also a drinking establishment. So with uh, three hours on the clock to drive from Barstow to Vegas, I wasn't going to be sitting there pounding brewskis. So sure, they have the decent, whole thing. Uh, the whole, decent pizza though. I don't know what you're talking about. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield. <laughs> Could be future business. You never know. Ari is steering the ship. On the way back, I want to get to what's happening with the Broncos and some of the reaction. Because I don't... Did you actually talk about how much you like Hackett? As a person? Yeah. It's great. Love the guy. Can we, we're going we're gonna to talk about it on the way back. Because no, I don't think there's much of a risk here. You don't have to, you don't have to indicate like where the conversation took place. But you, fr- you freaking raved about this guy. You loved him, and now he hasn't made it through the first freaking season as a head coach. Want the skinny on UNLV football? Listen to the weekly UNLV All Access podcast with Cofield and Caleb Herring. A new episode drops each Thursday morning at UNLV All Access on Twitter. The young kid, I mean, he's good. He's getting the ball out quick. I mean, he's doing what you ask the quarterback to do. Again, I've never coached offense at this level, but get the ball out quick. Get the ball to the skilled people. Make good decisions in the run game. You see him checking the run. You see him doing all the right stuff, and that comes from Kyle. It comes from the quarterback's coach, the run game coordinator, and I'm sure it comes down to their young coaches having them prepared for this situation. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Uh, Patrick Graham, D.C. of the Raiders on Brock Purdy. Jimmy Garoppolo is ready for the Niners' first playoff game, Adam. Purdy or Garoppolo? Garoppolo. Exactly. I, I was Go, ahead. Saying, Go I, ahead, everybody. Drive off the road. Go ahead. Go ahead. We were talking about this yesterday. This is actually an argument amongst people, amongst sports people, and I know a lot of this is a bit. Uh, Adam, I, and Adam and I have never talked about this before, ever. Not that we would spend more than three minutes on it, but I mean, it is, you're talking about a team that is a, a top one, two, three favorite in the NFC and has a really good chance here to go to the Super Bowl. And I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yeah, it's Garoppolo. Yeah, I don't think it's close. I, we, we had a discussion yesterday, and I, this might even be wilder to hear, but Purdy actually hasn't been that good. What? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I, uh, I sat next to two guys, uh, at a bar on Christmas, shocker! I went to a bar on Christmas. Um, who were both Niner fans, and they just they just went on and on and on about Purdy and how uh, basically screw Jimmy G. You got to let Purdy start. Like, he's. I mean, I mean, look. All right. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll say this. He's doing everything he's asked to do. Right. He's like, hey, on this play, throw the ball right here. This play, throw the ball right here. This play, throw the ball right here. And he's missing some of those throws. But for the most part, he's making the right decisions. Like, that's what you want out of this offense. But if you if you need me to go make a play, like that, that's not who I want in there right now. I, I don't think he's ready to do that. He's ready to manage the game and, and run a Kyle Shanahan offense, which I you know have described as football porn here before. And it is. That's what it is. It's unbelievably well designed. Uh, but he he's not. If something breaks down, like I've not seeing that ability to go to the the second option, to go to the next read. Like he's he's very well coached and well, you know, drilled in doing what he's supposed to do. And I think he's done that very well. But uh, I haven't seen anything special out of him or anything that makes me you know deviate from the fact that Garoppolo would be a better option right now and has, gives him a better chance to win a Super Bowl. Not that they could they could win with him. They could like that's how good the offense is and the defense is around him. But he's not doing anything special to 
I think, be like this game-changing guy that people are talking about. How heartbroken were you yesterday to hear that Hackett couldn't even make it through, Nathaniel Hackett didn't make it through the first season, and he's really one of your guys. Yes. When you came back, when you came back from, uh, of course, you, uh, it's in Indianapolis where you get all your dirt. When you came back from Indianapolis, I started to go in on Hackett. I'm like, oh, the nepotism, I just don't believe this. Remember, by the way, remember the question I asked most people when we talked about the AFC West, right? Uh, different guests, and I, I kept asking people, who's the worst GM in, in the division and who's the worst coach in the division? And there was all this hesitancy over like who it was. It turned out to be Hackett. He was in way over his head. But you loved him. You loved chatting with him. He might have he might have had a couple of nips and maybe lowered the guard a little bit when you talked to him. But you loved him as a person, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't making a claim about him as a coach at the time because I like him as a person, and I still kind of do. Right. Doesn't mean he's, he's ready. A, and, and by the way, I think a, he's a he's a football guy from a football family, and that that helps in this biz. And I, he just he was not ready, and now. We'll go ahead and finish up. I'll well, get to the Russell Wilson part because yeah. it, it is it is assassinate Russell no, Wilson that, time. It's so crazy. No, but that's what I was. I was just about to assassinate Russell Wilson and then with ver, in, ver, in a verbal manner, not obviously for real. Uh, I, I think part of it is he got this job, first time head coach, and look, we've we've talked about this. I'll I'll compare it in a way to a UNLV coach in Dave Rice. Like you, you've worked so hard to get this job. You get the job finally, and there are certain personalities that you kind of let get away with some things, and it it sabotages your ability to do the job. And that's a lesson that you learn early on in your in your head coaching career. And with with Hackett, it was letting Russell Wilson just run roughshod over the entire organization with his dumb, you know. 18 parking spots and you know every block of rooms on the road for himself and his team three nonsense. Like it's letting him dictate the terms of the team and not you not coaching because you're you're worried or scared or whatever about how to treat a star player. Like I get it. I get that that's a lesson you have to learn, okay. but that's a tough lesson. So then George Payton needs to be fired. He's he's the GM of the Broncos. Sure. How did he how did he not know this was a possibility? I'm not sure that I believe everything you're saying about Russell Wilson, but if that was happening and he needs star treatment, how did you not know that? And why why would you ever hire a first time coach with a guy like that? I mean, it's a fair question, and I think George Payton has kind of acknowledged that that, that was not it wasn't the right formula. Now, they're not putting on a Russell because Russell's still there, um, but I, I think he understands that now. He sees that now. But it, it wasn't something they foresaw. I think they foresaw, look, the, all these things that I just said work if they win. Right. Like, that's the bottom line of this. It's it's not that they did all these things and bent over backwards for them. Uh, it's the fact that they did all those things and didn't win. And I think they expected they'd let Russell do whatever he wanted. He would design the entire offense himself. He would have all these special concessions, and then they'd win games and nobody would care. But that doesn't work when you're losing. And you saw that bubble over on the sidelines and players going after each other. That's, I think, really the reason why Nathaniel Hackett was fired now as opposed to the end of the year because right. you know it's, it's spiraling out of control to where they're fighting on the sideline. But it's all like, why is this guy, this guy who gets all this special treatment, sucks? Would you be – I might do this bet without even knowing who the coach is, which is incredibly risky. But the only way to measure it is by, like, PFF. Would you be willing to 
Would you be willing to bet an over-under like for next season? We'll never remember this bet, but I'm no. just curious where you think he's going to be next season as a quarterback uh, You know, amongst the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. Russell Wilson. I mean, I think it very much it will be determined by who the coach is for sure. Um, but, well, it can't really go down. You said he sucks. So, yeah. so what is that, 24 and a half out of 32? Yeah. Below that, I, I think he'll be above that. What, which means what? The twenty fourth or twenty third or twenty second. Okay, so you need to set the number lower then. Yeah, so if you're I saying guess, if I you're guess saying twenty four and a half, I'll take under. So you think he's going to be inside the best twenty four quarterbacks? Yeah, sixteen. No. All right, I'm willing to make that bet. We'll never remember this, <laughs> but I'm willing to say he'll be an upper half of the league quarterback next year. I mean that's your guy Hackett was completely unprepared. Well, and but no, needed, I also and, and, and I also he think needed, he needed an offensive coordinator, right? But I think they're going to get all that stuff. Unprepared. I think they'll get all that stuff under control. Is, is so that would change a lot of that. Okay, with who? Well, I still think it's Dan Quinn. I think they offer Harbaugh, they offer Peyton, they both turn it down, and I think it's Dan Quinn. So they offer Sean Payton, they offer Jim Harbaugh, and then it's Dan Quinn, and then it's up to Dan Quinn. To find his little shanty, his sure. Kyle Shanahan. Sure, and Quinn probably somebody who was with the Seahawks because Quinn, if he takes the job, it's because he was around Russell before and understands what he has to do. All right, I saw John Feinstein, who was kind of more of a sports onlooker at this point than someone who really covers sports. Not to rip on him, but you know he's a little older. John Feinstein started to beat the drum for Eric Bieniemy. So we, you know, we specifically were talking to Chad Brown about that earlier. Okay, and he said, "Why, why would Eric Bieniemy want that to be his for his job when essentially yeah. you're walking into an unwinnable situation, and all this time you work to be a head coach, and you're gonna walk into a situation where you can't win, and then everybody's gonna say, see, this is why you were never a head coach.' So, what's the perfect situation for Eric Bieniemy, the OC from Kansas City, who's been now looked past like three years in a row, while jabronis who are nepo hires like Hackett get jobs?" Well, I, I mean, first of all, I'm fascinated by all the people that are saying Chargers. Um, why why would the for Chargers – For For Bien-Ami? anybody. Like, why would they move on from Staley? It doesn't make any sense. Staley did – you, did you see Staley in the postgame? Well, after – I mean, I saw pregame with his stupid stretching. Well, I want to do the stretching in a couple <laughs> minutes because I love that stretching. No, in the, in the postgame, he was doing – he's doing a speech. By the way, not a, not his strong suit. But he was doing his postgame speech, and he wanted to give out a game ball. So who did he give it to? Who would you give it to if you're like, all right, now it's go time. I need to lock up this job. And I think he did lock it up. With a playoff appearance, he's safe. Yeah. Uh, well, you who, give, give, it to, give it to the owner? Yes, he gave it to Dean Spanos, sure. which, you know, I live with a Chargers fan, and immediately she was like, what? <laughs> Spanos! And, like, every commenter on social media was like, what the? Why Spanos? But that's what you do. Of course. That's what you do. The owner's there, and you know his whole point was, hey, we're all here. He's invested in the team, and he has invested in the team. He hasn't been the traditional cheap ass that he was all those years in San Diego. Of course, he's much richer now, so he kind of has to, especially in L.A. where there's competition. But, yeah, your original point is Staley's not going anywhere. No, I don't think so. You know what? I won't, I won't say it's guaranteed yet. If they, lo- if they lost the last two games and they lost in the playoffs like 41 nothing, he'd he's not safe. So they have to have a good showing. 
they have to close the season strong, and then he's the team has to have a good showing in the playoffs. They don't have to win a game, but they have to have a good showing. They can't get embarrassed. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. But I mean, I think I think he's got the job anyway. Well, he has the job. He certainly has it over Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. Yes. For sure. I think this will be another offseason where Bieniemy again does not get a job, and sadly, I I, I believe he's probably going to have to go get a college job. Part, part of it, I I also think I don't know what that job is at this point, but I don't think I don't think he's getting a head coaching gig. Well, part of it is if he is if if Chad was right, and by the you know Chad obviously played with Bieniemy in college, so he knows him a little bit. Like if, if it right. is if it is, hey, I want a job, but I don't just want to take any job just to take one. I don't know how appealing some of the jobs that are going to be open are. Like, is Arizona appealing knowing that yes. you've got Kyler Murray, but he, not for next year? Yes. Uh, it, it is It is appealing, but I already have someone earmarked for that job. We talked about this last week when you were out. Okay. Yeah. When the Patriots and when Kraft and Belichick move on, that's where Belichick goes. Okay. So I've got about three jobs for him. But I, I think getting a chance to go to Arizona – Basically run the whole thing. Sorry, Steve Kime, but I don't think you're going to be around, and I hope he's in good health, whatever his, whatever his deal is right now. But uh, the chance to try and – and that, for me, for, if I were the Cardinals, I would want a hard ass with a lot of equity to be able to come in and just go, Kyler, we're not doing it anymore, man. It's my way or the highway, brother. Well, it's, uh, but it's also like it's it's probably Colt McCoy for next year. Right. Um, which means you have a year of, you know, nothing. Uh, and, and then hopefully Kyler Murray, who relies so much on mobility, to actually get back to full strength at some point with the with the torn ACL. So I mean, it, there's there's a lot of unknowns and question marks there. Silver and black after parties going down on uh, New Year's Day, and Fox Sports Radio will be out there. Uh, they do the party after every single Raiders home game, drink specials, uh, dozens of beautiful women, and it follows the game right there on Russell walk across the street. To Crazy Horse 3, we've got a VIP uh, VIP pack available right now. 364-1100, caller 7. Every Sunday after the uh, Raiders play at home, silver and black after party at Crazy Horse 3. Join Cofield and company on Thursdays for the live 2-5 to five show at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. During all NFL games this season, get 77-cent beers. It's Thursday night football at Silver 7's Flamingo in Paradise. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. By the way, Adam Hill, do you think the suggestion that this could be the end of the road for Belichick and he tries to make one more run with someone else when uh, the crafts are like, that's enough? You think there's anything to it? No. Not at all. I don't think so. I just I don't. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he was done in New England, but I don't think he'd go anywhere else. Really? Yeah. Not this year, though. You think he'd walk away this year? Unless I, I would, I would suggest that maybe the only way, and I know this is hedging a bit, is to say if he wants to go somewhere to make that weird kid of his a son, like a coach in waiting. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to. I mean, right, and there's certain and there's certain and there's certain organizations where he could walk in and go, "Okay, I'm doing whatever I want. You guys stink. You've been terrible forever. So let's go." And Stevie here is the next coach. Yeah, I mean that like that's possible. That that would be the why, one exception. Why'd you call him weird? Why is Steve it's, Belichick? It's a weird, weird looking kid. The hair. It's I think it's the hair. Yeah, it's the it's the hair and also the 
facial expressions. Now, again, I'm not I'm not going to get caught in this trap because I've I've caught myself before on sports talk radio, like mocking on someone. Then I turn out to you know the, it turns out they have an ailment. So I don't know if he has. I'm not mocking on someone with Tourette's, but maybe he's got Tourette's. I don't know. Looks like he a, is. Looks like he's a bit an interesting of a, dude. Bit of a werewolf. Uh, he does look like yeah. kind of like an old Teen Wolf, but, uh, but he'll also he, he he like I forget what game it was last year, but he was he was doing a lot of mouth stretching, and then kind of like a lot of tongue. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just weird. Yeah, but and by the way, not to change it, I'll I'll just change the subject real quick. And I'm all I'm doing is <laughs> I'm seeing I'm I'm it's just because I'm angry about this. I'm seeing some screenshots. Of other airlines now just completely screwing over customers with prices, right? Uh, please stop. Like it should not yeah. be twenty. And they should be. And you know what? Call them out. You know what? I will. I I, I will give props to uh, the only way I made it back from Southern California because my flight got canceled there and canceled back. But the only way I made it back was I had a rental car that I was turning in, and when you know. I was like, hey, I'm not getting back, right? This is, I don't know when the hell they're going to reschedule this. I went to the rental. It was Alamo. I went to the rental agent, and I was like, hey, listen, I'd like to extend the rental. I'd like to be able to drop this off in Las Vegas. And the guy, like, you know, he sits there and punches up the numbers. He's like, he's like, all right, we can do that. That'll be 600 Okay. I'm like, okay. And I had reserved another car with another company which i have a feeling that wouldn't have worked out but that was enough i mentioned it to him and then the, the whatever someone else comes over punches in things and they're like oh we can offer you the same rate i'm like well that was quick yeah but thank you i alamo thank you so much because i would have been dead meat because i would well i don't know what i would have done for 600 well we can get you uh from sacramento to lax uh with stops in san francisco and houston <laughs> for 2800 dollars. come on i know I know, but who? But who oversees them? Nobody. They took public money. We like we talk about in sports. We talk about what stadiums do and what teams do. Not what stadiums do. What teams do with these stadiums and public money? And then you know, less than ten years later, like, hey, time for repairs. Okay, you can fix it. No, you guys fix that too. Like, wait, what? That was that whole thing with the Diamondbacks, and how owners forget pretty quickly the the generosity of the public. The airlines are some of the worst. Just awful. The service we get is horrific. And here's the thing. You and I both like Southwest, so I don't even like ripping them because for the most part, they've always been good for me. Other yeah. people hate them. Yeah. I had a guy say – I thought there was going to be a butt there. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I, I don't – we talked about this before the weekend. The, 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 you know, I, I didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it was. But uh, but I you know we were telling everyone hey try to stay calm the holidays are horrific for travel you know don't freaking melt down I didn't I didn't I had no idea it was it was this bad I I try to with with air travel I try to stay calm the entire time because I obviously the system is incredibly broken all right back in the bag stick your hand in there Dave I was just looking up and it looks like an exercise that I probably want to do each morning. Brandon Staley and his cat cow. It was a little creepy. Especially when it's put to music. Yeah. I didn't, need, I didn't need that video. Yeah, we don't need like Ginger Lynn music from 1984. 
Do you think it helps? Is he? Is that why he's? Maybe he should not do the yoga poses and then actually go back to going for it on fourth down. I mean, he's a relatively thin guy. He looks like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, but I, f- I feel like it's throwing off his decision making. He's making bad choices this year. He's not the riverboat gambler. Oh, don't say it, mm. the gambler. Nope. He's he's, he's being very making- risky. He's not conservative and going for it on fourth down anymore. <laughs> he's not making the safe calls by going yeah. for it on fourth down. Exactly. Every single time. All right, great job holding down the uh, the fort, guys. I appreciate it. We're back tomorrow from San Jose and in Vegas. Thanks to Ari. Thanks to Hill and Candy. You can check out the archives of the show at lbsportsnetwork.com.